Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Our application from Easter Sunday. Jesus' death brought us freedom from sin and death. We are now called to free others from sin and death here on earth. Some of us can do that by our professions as medical people, legal people, politicians, educators, business people, parents, and children. This week, free someone in your family, home or work, from a chore that you know they don't like. Let them see that joy in someone who really knows that he is free. 
Then each day, have your family gather together to pray that all may become free from sin through Jesus Christ. Because of him, you are free. Let freedom ring throughout this land. Well, Deacon Ken wrote one of his old books of the Bread of Life. We pray every morning, night, every morning and night for our marriage, family, ministry, and others for healings. I wrote from an old book of mine, the, the chore I set Ken free from was getting the income tax done and the bills so we could be free to concentrate on the readings for the radio show. Because I am now a widow, I like to go back and see how Ken and I worked together in ministry. Ken was a great spiritual leader to me. Ephesians 4, 25 to 26 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for her to make her holy, purifying her in the bath of water by the power of the word. He did that for me. He loved our Lord Jesus very much and lived far beyond what the doctors said he would live. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, Deacon Ken said, Jesus's death gave us all hope and freedom from sin. His application, I will be much more aware that my Christian walk speaks much louder than my Christian talk. I have, it took John going into the tomb and then he saw and believed. God has no favorites. His gift of faith is for all who accept it. My application, don't wait for results such as the pain in Ken's head to go away before I believe, but believe that God is taking care of him and by his stripes, Ken has been healed. Concentrate on declaring the deeds of the Lord and not dying. This week is the second Sunday of Easter. John 20, 19 to 31 is the gospel. On the evening of that first day of the week, even though the disciples locked the doors of the place where they were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood before them. Peace be with you, he said. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. At the sight of the Lord, the disciples rejoiced. Peace be with you, he said again. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Then he breathed on him, on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive men's sins, they are forgiven them. If you hold them bound, they are held bound. It happened that one of the 12, Thomas, the name means twin, was absent when Jesus came. The other disciples kept telling him, we have seen the Lord. His answer was, I will never believe it without probing the nail prints in his hands, without putting my finger in the nail marks. 
and my hand into his side. A week later, the disciples were once more in the room, and this time Thomas was with them. Despite the locked doors, Jesus came and stood before them. Peace be with you, he said. Then to Thomas, take your finger and examine my hands. Put your hand into my side. Do not persist in your unbelief, but believe. Thomas said in response, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, you became a believer because you saw me. Blessed are they who have not seen and have believed. Jesus performed many other signs as well. Signs not recorded here in the presence of his disciples. But these have been recorded to help you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, so that through this faith, you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. And questions. On the evening of the first day of the week, why were the doors locked where the, where the disciples were staying? They were afraid of the Jews. Who came and stood in their midst? Jesus. And what did he say? Peace be with you. John 20, 19. Two. How did the disciples react when Jesus showed them his hands inside? They rejoiced. And what did he say to them? Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. What did Jesus say he left his disciples? Peace. And how does he not give it to them? Not as the world gives do I give it to you. John 14, 27 says, Peace is my farewell to you. My peace is my gift to you. I do not give it to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives peace. Do not be distressed or fearful. What did Jesus do? He showed them his hands and his side. And who does he tell them to receive? The Holy Spirit. What did Jesus send his disciples to do? To make disciples of all the nations. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to carry out everything I have commanded you. And know that I am with you always until the end of the world. Six, what did Jesus say about those who sin? John 20, 23 says, If you forgive men's sins, they are forgiven them. If you hold them bound, they are held bound. Jesus forgives sins through the sacrament of reconciliation. We forgive sin, man's sins by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we do not forgive, we hold the person and ourselves in bondage. Just as the Father forgives us through Jesus' death, we must forgive no matter the offense. If we do not forgive, neither will our Father forgive us. Seven, who was not there when Jesus came? Thomas, what did the other disciples say to him? We have seen the Lord. 
And what would he have to do to believe? He said, I will never believe it without probing the nail prints in his hands, without putting my finger in the nail marks and my hand into his side. John 20, 24 to 25. Eight, what happened a week later? The disciples were once more in the room and Thomas was with them. How did Jesus enter? Despite locked doors, Jesus came and stood before them. And what did he say to them? Peace be with you. What did he tell Thomas to do? Take your finger and examine my hands. Put your hand into my side. What did he tell him to stop doing? Do not persist in your unbelief, but believe. John 20, 27. 10. What did Thomas say? My Lord and my God. What did Jesus say to him? You became a believer because you saw me. And who is blessed? They who have not seen and have believed. 11. Whom did Elizabeth say was the most blessed among women? Mary. And for what reason? Because she believed what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Luke 1, 42 and 45 to 46 says, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and cried out in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed is she who trusted that the Lord's words to her would be fulfilled. Then Mary said, my being proclaims the greatness of the Lord. 12. What did Jesus do in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book? John 20, 30 says, many signs. 13. Why are these written? And what does it bring us in his name? John 20, 31 and 1 John 5, 13. That you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through this faith, you may have life in his name. And 1 John 5, 13 says, I have written this to you to make you realize that you possess eternal life you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Personal question. What signs of Christ's presence do you see taking place in your everyday life? In what way do you recognize the gift of the Holy Spirit given to you at baptism working through you? Deacon Ken said, peace, patience, love, forgiveness, that's signs of his presence. And then he said, through my preaching, teaching, healing, and deliverance, and prayer. And I said, the hugs, to, this happened to me, the hugs I received today from my dear friends, the phone conversation with my daughters wishing me well and telling me they were thinking of me. The conversation with my son over a special day today, wishing him happy birthday, his second birthday, the day he was placed in our home 54 years ago. God is so present in my life through the love I share with my family and friends and the love they share with me. 
He is working through me when I tell my kids I love them and I reach out to them in any way I can. The gift of the Holy Spirit is working through me when I lecture at mass and in, the po- in this podcast. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me to proclaim your all-powerful healing word. The commentary. Can you picture that scene in the upper room? The disciples were waiting behind locked doors for either the soldiers to come and drag them away or the Jews who were furious against those followers of Jesus. Can you imagine the thoughts and fears that they were probably experiencing? What about my family? What about my business? What about my future? All of a sudden, Jesus is standing before them saying, peace be with you. They were overjoyed at his return and were flabbergasted when he told them, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He knew that they did not have the power to do this. So he breathed on them and gave them the power of the Holy Spirit. Do we really believe that same power has been given to us and that, like the disciples, we are called to be sent out also? We have been given a tremendous power by Christ, and that is to free men from bondage. Or if we choose, we can hold them in bondage. When we are forgiving another person, we are releasing them from the bondage of sin, rejection, abandonment, and bitterness. We loose upon them all of the healing qualities of the Lord himself, forgiveness, a spirit of health, honesty, trust, and finally love. The power to forgive is simply to give back to a person his or her dignity and self-respect. That is what happens when we make the decision to forgive. Thomas is like so many of us in that he needed to be shown to believe. Jesus loved Thomas, and he loves us in all of our areas of faith. He told Thomas, you have seen, but blessed are those who have not seen. You and I are blessed, just like Thomas, because our faith in Jesus allows us to be responsive to the living presence and power of God in our lives. Jesus brought them out of fear in the upper room and gave them power through his Holy Spirit. That power and grace is ours to go forth and make disciples of all the nations today. Our application The first reading reveals that the Holy Spirit brings unity and power. The second reading shows us that belief in Jesus allows us to become God's children. The gospel lifts disciples out of fear into becoming mighty warriors of the Lord. This week, practice loving God's family members at home, school, or work by doing something specific for them without taking any glory. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to do this. An example, clean up the kitchen for your spouse or parent or speak and then listen to someone with whom you do not really get along at school or work or at home. 
Can others tell by the way you act that the Holy Spirit dwells within you? Doing the personals and the application is the most important part of this study. Remember, faith without works is dead. Let us pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful lesson. We thank you for showing us that, like Thomas, we're doubters so many times, but you love us anyway, and that you just show us different ways that you're present. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for this day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.